Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. When a crisis hits close to home, and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed, and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing, nurturing, rescuing, honoring, protecting, caring inspiring the work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes across all missions has never been more important and it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible thank you together we change the world the nonprofit alliance My guest today is Jerry G. Davis, who is one of the country music industry's most notable songwriters. Jerry first burst onto the country music scene in 1982, co-writing The Trouble with Hearts with the legendary Larry Kingston that was performed by Roy Head. This song marks the first time one of Jerry's many songs made it onto the Billboard charts. In today's episode, Jerry and I talk about his new single, Me and Harley D, that was performed by Michael Lusk and filmed and directed by Kenny Lee. Welcome to Lifeology. How y'all doing? I'm so excited for you to be on my show. We had uh, some technical difficulties last time you and I spoke. And so the second time that was going to be better. So you and I are just going to pick up where we left off last time. But some of my listeners may not know who you are. Uh, but it was so interesting. You know, the first time we talked, I got to hear all about your backstory, about one of the first songs you wrote, about a picture on a wall, which is totally random, which I love. 
<laughs> but let's talk a little bit more about your backstory. When you were a kid, what inspired you about music? Well, you know, cause it was, uh, I guess it's always been there, uh, the country music there. Cause my folks are used to listen to it, you know, uh, on Saturday night. And, mm-hmm. uh, there's just like so many other writers out there and the people, uh, but, uh, because they were entertained by it and I, uh, and I built a love there for the wordings, mm-hmm. you know, the words, uh, the uh-huh. songs, the stories behind the songs. And I was just intrigued. How can they conjure that up? I yeah. want to be like it. Just conjure up some words, uh, you know, because there's thousands of words in the English language, mm-hmm. but, uh, but to be able to put them, you know, put them together into music and a beautiful voice for somebody, it just, just, I said, I got to have me some of that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was reading something about you before, and that's one of the things you say is why you love country music so much, because it tells it tells a story. And when you recognize that, especially talking about, you know, all the words in the English language and to create that story, what, what are the types of stories that you historically like to write about? Well, um, uh, love and breakup. Um, mm-hmm. I like to Which sing country about, music. Uh, <laughs> yes, country music. I like to sing about, uh, oh, me, uh, I kind of, uh, uh, I kind of got a heart for the bluegrass too. Mm-hmm. So I like to sing about, uh, mountain stuff and mm-hmm. scenery, just, just some things there, uh, uh, because I find then a delight in, you know, cause I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I'll try to come up with an idea that, you know, to enter into it. And yeah. then I'm off to the races. Yes, you are. Well, especially the latest song you just did, uh, Me and Harley D, and that really talks about the Harley Davidson. And so that's something where, you know, just the whole aspect of just being one with, with your Harley, which as we know, the Harley, Harley Davis brand represents so many things for many people. And so I know for you, that was something that resonated with you. And I know it's resonated with so many people. Like I said, it was performed by Michael Lusk and written and directed by Kenny Lee, which is one of my friends as well, which is really cool. So we kind of have work in the small, same circles, which is kind of cool. But yeah, so let's go back to the song real quickly. Uh, me and Harley D, what was it specifically about that song that you felt really creative about that you wanted to write about or capture? Well, I just bought me one. I had all, I've always had a motorcycle there because I got my mm-hmm. first one when I was about uh, 11 and I mm-hmm. paid them $35 for it. And then I oh pay for it. And then I pay for it by the shining shoes at a, uh, you know, at a barbershop here in town, uh, Popston Barbershop. Uh, 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 they give me, give me a job at shining shoes, and he already had uh-huh. everything all set up there. All that I had to do was there, uh, you know, the. Then I just had to keep the hair swept up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Okay, barber's chair. <laughs> Uh, that was my rent there, and I had to clean the bathroom every, every once and again. But anyway, uh, I just developed, uh, you know, because I've always had one, uh, and mm-hmm. then I bought this one for some reason. I was coming out of Nashville, and I was coming home to, you know, I was coming back home to Lebanon, and boy, and I just, it's like the clouds opened up, and mm. I just thought, man, this is freedom if it ever was, if it ever is. Yeah. And uh, this is living, and I just love the, I just felt it one with the wind. You know, I, I put that in my song, and it's just, uh, I guess only, I guess only uh, the cyclists there, you know, that can know how I feel. 
somebody who sure. has one. Yeah, well, you know, it's, when you said that, just having, you know, just be feeling so free and just driving. I remember one time, different, but it's kind of the same in the sense of I was traveling in Europe when I was younger and I was in, um, I was in Ireland and I was in a small, really, really small town on the coast and I saw this old Celtic tower. And so I jumped over the fence, which unfortunately that's not legal, but so sorry. <laughs> I broke the law back then. And when I yeah, jumped, I, I jumped the fence. <laughs> I know, right? I jumped the fence and I sat next to this Celtic tower and it was overlooking the ocean and the breeze was just hitting me. And it was such a magical moment and such a spiritual moment for me because it felt so liberating. Like any care or worry that I had in that moment, I was just able to feel that air. It feels so one with my creator, with with nature and all of that. And it was so liberating. So to hear you say this, you know, on your Harley Davidson riding and just like you said, the clouds open up, you had this, this spiritual magical moment. So I can relate to that. It may not be the same as the Harley Davidson, but I think every single one of us has a moment like that where it just is so liberating and so free. So I can connect to the song and connect to what you're saying based off of my, my experience may be slightly different, but the emotions we experience are the same. Yeah. Oh, but I have a little uh, speech impediment here, but, mm -hmm. uh, 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 you know, that, that's how that I can then express myself. Mm -hmm. I could tell you how, uh, you know, then try to tell you that from, you, you know, how that it feels, Yeah. but I could put it in a song and I can yes. go deeper into my mind and my heart. Yes. And, yes. Uh, you know, I do that. Uh, I can make you understand the, yes. you know, the, how it feels that. And Jerry, I want to say thank you so much. I mean, it's, when I first got to hear about you, I was so blessed because, you know, like I said, we all have different things that we struggle with. And so someone like you, who is this fantastic role model for people who have speech impediments or speech problems, not problems, speech struggles. And here you are, this acclaimed songwriter. So regardless of what, you know, maybe, and I don't know, of course, your whole story, what people have said about you, but you are able to take the gift that you were given with, which is words. And the irony of that is if you struggle with speaking your words, but you can take words and you can put them into a song and you can write this beautiful piece of music that I think once again, is just such a, such an honor to meet you, to be able to take something where you struggle with and create something so beautiful. So anyone listening today, whatever struggles you may have, whatever people may have said about you, it's all, it doesn't matter because you have a specific gift that was given to you. And when you're mindful of how to use it in a way that's specific for your personality, you'll find that just like Jerry, you can overcome any obstacle you may face. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I remember there was a line on the, uh, all in the family show, book uh, it was Archie Bunker. He uh -huh. said something like uh, that: "You can't let your, uh, uh, you can't let your uh, impediments then uh, define you. Yes. yes, you got to put them in their place and go ahead and just move ahead. So that's what you do, because there's so many people are suffering over you know this world. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people are." They got a whole lot worse problems than I got. So, man, I, you know, I'm going to try to write that, you know, help to, you know, help to give them joy. To, yes. You know, doing life. We share life together on this earth, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes. So we need to get along and love each other. Obviously, you've had the speech impediment for your whole life. And I want to, so a little bit of my backstory, my father actually had a speech impediment. He struggled really bad with stuttering. It would take him probably about five minutes to say his name 
and maybe a sentence about himself. And so he really struggled with that uh, for quite a while. And then he was able to work through that in a different way. But it's, it's something where I, I'm aware of what that's like. And so once again, I, I'm so proud of you for, for being the person that you were supposed to be and following through with that. When you first were going through school and, you know, may have struggled with, with the speech part of it, what told you that I'm going to write music regardless of what other people said? What, what, what inspired you? How did you know that this is what you wanted to do or who you're supposed to be? Well, it just, uh, I just always had some music in my head, it seemed like. Yeah. And I always wanted, uh, you know, because I wasn't how I was going to do with it. And so I started putting words to it and uh, just, you know, I, you know, and just there, I developed a love for it. So I wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I wanted to, you know, develop my craft, you know, you know, the craft and then, um, uh, but there was a country artist there. His name was Mel Tillerson. And, you know, he stuttered. And they said, that, uh, uh, that, why don't you sing it to us? Uh, mm. Like old Mel Tillerson does. I said, well, that's a great idea. So do you find that when you do sing, do you find that you still stutter when you sing? No, I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I mm-hmm. started there. They're singing along with different, you know, their songs. Uh-huh. And I well, boy, look at here. I can I can turn my emotion loose now. There you go. And so I said, man, I free. It felt like I had freedom. Uh, the, then I thank the Lord for it. Yes. And I said, please help me then to develop this so I so I can spread the joy, <laughs> you know, I feel. Yes. And uh yeah. you've done a fantastic job with that. <laughs> And that's one thing when, so you've gone through many, you've done so much with music. Have there been people that have, because of your stuttering, do they, do they not take you seriously at all? Yeah, that's, that's hmm. probably been uh, my biggest, well, uh, that's probably been, um, been my biggest uh, humbling block. At, mm-hmm. uh, I was in the first grade and, and, and I stuttered so bad. Uh, that they wanted to put me in a special class, and uh, but my dad there wouldn't let them, so I went to high first. Uh, cause I remember there, cause I was a kid there, at that age in the first grade. There, the teacher would ask a question, and I'd want to answer it so bad because I knew mm. I wanted to express myself. But every time I would, yeah, uh, but I'd come off as retarded or something. Maybe I shouldn't have used that word so loosely. I apologize if uh, could I've hurt somebody's feelings. Sure, and, and I appreciate you saying that. And I and I think that people and I and I appreciate your awareness of that. You know, but I do think that is a, a struggle though when people do have some type of speech impediment or learning disorder disorder of some sort. Then unfortunately, people will automatically assume that their intelligence level may be diminished when that's not the case at all. So a processing disorder. Um, or dyslexia or um, speech impediment, all of that is just simply, you have the information, it's just trying to get it out. And that's that's where the struggle is. It's not about your ability to comprehend or to understand or your aptitude. It's just simply, I have the thought, how do I get it out? And so, you know, the people who have, and of course, I, I, I don't know who these people are, but the people who have perhaps not taken you seriously or taking your work seriously, how did you make sure that 
you are still able to move on and say, no, I have a purpose and I have a calling in my life and I'm going to keep writing music. What was it inside of you that helped you push beyond those people making fun of you or not taking you seriously? Well, I just, I said, well, you know, I'm going to write my songs so good yes. that they're going to want to hear. <laughs> they got to listen. And uh, uh, that the, uh, but they got to see that there's somebody here, you know, um, uh, there that has something to say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, you know, because you can't let that thing define you. You know, you can't let that, you know, define you. And, uh, of course, you know, I don't, I don't feel bitter at, you know, anybody. You know, I feel blessed there that I've been able to, uh, you know, to work around it. Yes. And do what I want to do in life, you know. And, yeah. And I think that's such a, once again, such a, a beautiful takeaway for all of us is that if we allow individuals or events to define who we are, then unfortunately we're limiting ourselves because an event is simply an event. A label is simply a label. It doesn't encapsulate or doesn't, it doesn't even, like I said, encapsulate or um, it's not even, it's only a portion of who we are or it's a snapshot in time. So I was actually, I did a show the other day and I was talking about labels we use on people. So if we, if we talk about someone, do we say that fat person or that ugly person or that poor person or that mean person or that whatever? And so whatever label we put on people, unfortunately, that is that is our own stuff that we're dealing with. So we project it to someone else to talk about someone like that. So if they, whatever they may say about you or however they define me, is as a, as a person, we always want to be mindful of how do we describe other people? Because if we aren't aware of that, then all of a sudden we are taking our own stuff and we're being, we're just being mean to that person. So for example, if they heard me talk about them and I say, I label them in a way that could hurt their feelings. Well, I'm, that's not very kind. And if I want to be a kinder person, whether they know me or not, I need to be very mindful and very specific about what am I even saying? Like, why would I choose that, that specific label to talk about them? And so I think it's, like I said, a really good lesson for all of us that you are not Jerry who stutters. You are Jerry the songwriter. You are Jerry the amazing person. You are Jerry the inspiration. I mean, so many things. And so when we are aware of that, like whatever we words we use, that that helps whether the person knows or not. It allows us to level up in our own self development, so that we're not making fun of people. That we're aware of these things, and we can say, "Yes, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my heart is pure because I want to be able to honor people, whether I know them or not, and to allow them to be the person that God has called them to be, to be the person that." You know, that I can send positive energy towards them, whether they know me or not, to help them level up in all areas of their life. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there was a guy in the Bible. He's one of the writers, Paul. Uh-huh. You know, he wrote the yeah, book Paul. there. Yep. Uh, but he had a thorn in the flesh. And, uh-huh. uh, he said he had a thorn in the flesh. He said yeah. he prayed, prayed to God Jehovah there four or five times there. Mm-hmm. But the God answered him back, my power is in your weakness. Yes. So we can right. glorify our God by uh, by then overcoming our weakness and to let him guide us like it. And that makes him glorified and it makes us stronger, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made in the way that we're supposed to be made. You're not, you know, a person is not too tall. They're not too short. Their skin color is perfect. Their nose is great. You know, whatever it is about them, they are fearfully and wonderfully made. And they're made in the specifically and the design for them. And so however that looks to the world doesn't matter because we are specifically made 
the way that we're supposed to be made. And you were made in such a beautiful, wonderful way. And once again, you get to inspire so many people. And so it's just a really great thing to hear how you've taken what the world may label as someone who uh, isn't smart or isn't able to do something like quote everybody else, but you created a beautiful life of, of music that has touched millions and millions of people. So it's, it's really neat how you're able to do that. You just wrote this song, Me and Harley D. What's next for you with all the things that you're doing? Well, man, I'm just going to go with the breeze and let just write my songs. Just try to, uh, yes. you know, to look over, the, look for the next next to the horizon to cross and mm -hmm. see what lays there and uh, yes. see what next song title comes my way and see how it pans out. And, uh, and that's exciting to me. Yes, it and is. To be able to, to go through my mind and get out all the bad. And, and then when that one line hits, boom, boy, you got it. What a fit. Move on. You know how it is. Yeah. If we use learning the piano, of uh, yeah. course you are, uh, you know, you're a pianist. Uh, but you remember when you played your first full, full song? Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. Remember that? that felt so good. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> it just jacked you up. Dude. Yeah, you know it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love people though. 99.99% of the people, in the, you know, they are, uh, you know, uh, I mean, they're, they're wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. I love people. People uh, that they're, they're in the image of the, you know, the image of our Creator, yes. and you know that He's love. God is love. Mm -hmm. So yes, all people have that yeah. in them, and I, and boy, I respect them, and I'm an honor in every way yes. I can. Yes, and you, once again, you do an amazing yeah, job with that. With with all the writing, so you've got to meet so many amazing people. When you meet these people and you get to work with them, how, what what is that like for you? Well, it's just, uh, I'm inspired by them. I, uh, uh, but I look at that body of work, mm -hmm. and uh, and I thought, boy, where did he get that from? And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and I want to, I guess I kind of want to impress them. You know, we like to impress yeah. one another. Uh, that, cause we all showboats in our own way. Uh, yes. And we want to be noticed, I, I guess. I hope I didn't say that wrong to make it seem like I'm, no, not at all. No, we, not at all. But I just enjoy, you know, because uh, it says there the two heads are better than one. Now, I enjoy writing by myself. You know, I'm a majority do, but I also love to co-write. And, uh, and before you bounce things off for that one another, he might say something there that's going to inspire your mind to, you know, to come up with something mm -hmm. better. And then you try to top each other. And then, you know, until that magical line or magical word comes out, and boy, you both know that you that you nailed it, yes. and then you throw yes. it in that song. Here you go. It's just a, yeah. it's wonderful working with that. It's a very powerful experience. Thing. Certainly, yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, the the you know, musicians are. I got one here in town. He really inspires me. He's an old timer that he's played in sessions. You know, uh, you know, recordings. His name is uh, uh, Lee Addison here, here in Lebanon, and he really yeah. inspires me. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's really inspired me. He's, a, he's an old-timer, but boy, he's been giving me some good advice. And that's amazing when people, you know, in older generations can give advice to younger generations as well, and to really understand that, you know, because if, if I hear someone give me advice, and, and if I'm in the mindset of, oh, I know everything, you know, then I'm not, I'm missing out on all the experience 
that these people before me have, have kind of paved the way for me. So I think it's a good reminder for all of us that when people give you advice about your craft, it's important to really listen to that because that was specifically given to you for a reason. It wasn't just randomly given to you because they want to lord it over you and say, you know, I'm better than you. It's not that at all. It's because if someone gives you advice like that, it's because they care about you. Yeah. 99% of your songwriters, they're, they're humble, mm-hmm. uh, they're approachable, they're meek, and, and they're always wanting to help you. They always got to, yeah. they ain't got to, they ain't, uh, you know, say, uh, but they ain't give you, give you a handout, they give you a heads up. Uh, That's right. You know, things, mm-hmm. trying to help you. So you need to listen, you need to listen to each other. And I've learned so much. There, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, our time is up. We could, you and I could talk for hours, and I'm sure we probably will. We need to connect again at a different time. But if my listeners want to find out more information about you and to listen to the song, Me and Harley D, um, all the other music that you've written, where will they find all this information?